Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is the Game Bites Podcast. Today is March the 30th, 2016. My name is LeGrand Jolly, joined by hosts Jeremy Lamont and Dale. Not Dale. Damn it. Sorry, Jared. Jared! <laughs> hey, Jared. I'm going to do my best to sound like Dale. How am I doing? Uh, pretty You're terrible, actually. You're sounding more intelligent. <laughs> yeah. More great. handsome. What about you, Jeremy? What's up? Oh, not much. Not much. I hear sports are happening somewhere in the wide world. Yeah, let, let me tell you something about sports, okay? Oh, jeez. Uh, so, I, since I cut cable, like, I don't know, five or six years ago, I haven't had sports to watch on TV ever. I used to watch, like, the jazz, the Utah Jazz play quite a bit, and the footballs and all sorts of stuff, and now I don't watch any sports because I have no TV. Um, but regardless, I still kind of semi-follow stuff. But since I can't watch it, I just don't follow it all the way. So, when it comes time for, like, playoff season, and the jazz are so close to become being in the playoffs... And I'm, when they lose, I'm like all angry. And when I, they win, I'm all happy. I don't know why I get angry or even care at all anymore. You know what I'm saying? You know, I uh, I gave up drinking soda, and I don't miss it one bit. That's my cool story. Really? I love soda. I think there was some interrelation there, but we'll let the listeners figure that one out. I just finished eating a bag of tortilla chips. A whole bag. He was crunching. It was we, like We had to postpone the, the podcast for like 15 minutes while Jared finished tortilla chips. Chips and salsa. In the great state of Texas, all chips are referred to as Texas crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Texas crisps. Everyone. doesn't matter what it is. It's a Texas crisp. Texas crisps. It's also our state bird. <laughs> the Texas crisp? Don't know. It, what is the Texas State Bird? Do you know? The Mockingbird. How's that for some random? Are you a liar or is no? That I think that's true. Do you know what it is in Utah? You'll never guess. Are, there's no birds in Utah. No, it's like no. Just wasteland. take 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 your best guess, best <laughs> possible guess. The flamingo. That's a great guess. You're very close, actually. It's the seagull. The yeah. Ma- the majestic trash not, bird. Not the flamingo. The seagull. The seagull. For all the uh, all the seas that. Utah borders. Yep, you got it. There's an interesting story behind There's that. There's a goofy... It's not interesting. It's goofy. For another time. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, hey, welcome to the show, everyone. We're going to be talking about video games we've been playing. I have been gone for two whole freaking episodes of this one, so it's good to be back to talk about the games that I've been playing. Been building up. If you, if you go too long without talking about <laughs> the games that you're playing, <laughs> yeah. you, you rupture something. Yeah, I've, I've ruptured gasket. all sorts of... Yeah, so I think I'm going to go first just because I'm so excited. You better just get it out there. So I didn't really play video games for the two weeks that I missed because I was <laughs> yes, busy working. done. I did, actually. I, I played uh, I played a, a portable game on my PlayStation Vita because I had it with me. Nice. And it happens to be... It can't be <gasps> XCOM. We've already talked about that. No, it's on the PlayStation Vita. XCOM's uh, not on the Vita. Legacy platform PlayStation Vita. Classic Assassin's Creed Liberation. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a... Uh, okay, so... Where to begin with this Uh-oh. thing? Okay. Uh, first of all, on a scale of one to five, Jeremy, uh, five being the high, what's your uh, review of Assassin's Creed Liberation? I know you've played it. Banana. I, I did. I played it all the way to the end. I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a solid three, but I'm gonna give them an ambition tilt of one extra point, so we're gonna call it a good four out of five. I, I don't think. Really? You, I don't think. Oh, you we're get doing points it. for like trying. We're doing it. They're getting good points for trying. Hmm. Well, well, you do you remember? When the uh, they were announcing the PlayStation Vita and they were talking about all the great console quality games that were going to be on the PlayStation Vita. And everyone's like, yeah, I can't wait to play these console quality games on the PlayStation Vita. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, Assassin's Creed Liberation tries to be one of those console quality games on the PlayStation Vita. And while it's <laughs> better than any other, you know, portable game on like the 3DS as far as like quality, 
um, it sure does not make me want to play it because I know that there's about nine other Assassin's Creed games on other consoles yeah. that are better. It definitely has that that handheld flavor. Yeah, it's it's got like the animations are like clunky and samey, and the environments are not super detailed. It's just like man, you know, we we all wanted these console like these console experiences on the PlayStation Vita. Or that's what people thought that they wanted back when the Vita announced. They were so excited to have a portable system that could play these level of games. But now that I've played Assassin's Creed Liberation, man, I don't know if that's something I want. I mean, it's... well, I'm glad that you're figuring it out now in 2016 because <laughs> uh, it just you're just in time. Well, to be honest, I mean, I, I played through Uncharted on the Vita, Uncharted Golden Abyss, which is very. I good. I also played through uh, the Killzone game, yeah, which is excellent. Um, and both of those games play pretty well. Uncharted plays. And both of those games play better than this Assassin's Creed Liberation. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, however, I do think that there are some really cool uh, mechanics that Assassin's Creed Liberation brings to the Assassin's Creed table. Um, mostly being that the uh, the character can change into multiple costumes, which will give her different abilities um, and different attack power and different things that she can do in the world and different ways that she can distract guards. And they're also required for different situations based on the story missions that you're running. I love the main character. Can I just say her name in her own accent really quick? Aveline de Grandpré. Oh, man. Sounds so Let's good. Let's not do that again. <laughs> I love listening to her talk. Yes. It, yeah. Like I said, there's there's pieces of this game that are awesome. And the, the character's... The character is awesome, and like you said, and she's got a great name. What was it again? Aveline de Grand Prix. How long did you practice yeah. that in the mirror every day? I, every time I played the game, I would say <laughs> Aveline de Grand Prix. Yeah. So I, I really like that. Um, I really like the, the swapping of costumes and all of that. However, the combat is clunky. The gameplay, the running around is clunky. And it's just like, man, you know, I should just be playing another Assassin's Creed game. However, I was on a trip. Therefore, I did not have any other Assassin's Creed game to play, and I really needed my Assassin's Creed fix. And That's there what you have the rub, which is that you can have that experience, and it's not the same experience that you would have on a sit-down big boy console, but you can have that experience while you're on an airplane or while you're driving around. You can hit the sleep button and put it to sleep anytime, pick it up when you're ready, and that is really the the advantage of it. I, I don't think anyone has ever said that you would have a better experience on something like the Vita than you would on a console, but... I think that it's great that you can have something that, you know, is comparable-ish. Yeah, comparable-ish. I mean, I also played the Assassin's Creed game on the PSP, and if you want to talk about handheld jank flavor... I, I watched uh, videos I mean, of that's... that. And... Yeah, and, you know, and, and I think there's sort of a trade-off, and, and you have to be in the right mindset, I think. And, you know, Jared had mentioned XCOM, and I've been playing that on the Vita, and it, it definitely has that, uh, you know, that same handheld janky flavor. There's definitely some horsepower issues, but I will tell you, and I talked about it last week, so I won't get back into it right now, but I am having as good a time with the Vita version of XCOM uh, as ever I did with the PC version, partly because, not necessarily the fidelity or the experience of it, but the fact that I can stop and play and make progress whenever it's convenient for me, which is really the main attraction of a handheld. Yeah, indeed. And I don't know if I'm going to continue playing this game because, quite honestly, I've been home for a while now, and I haven't picked it up since I got back. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll play it. Do you guys know if the... Because uh, I know they released a HD version on the PS3, I believe. Yes, and, the and Xbox. were they? Was it better? Did they like increase the fidelity and like the frame rates and the animation, or did they just basically port the thing and upres it? Yeah, basically they ported. That sounds it horrible. Why would they do that? that? 
Well, because I think that's, I mean, you go to war with the army you have, right? So, I mean, they didn't, they did not build that game for a console and scale it down. They built it for the Vita and then would scale it up as best they could. So they don't redo any of the rigging or the animations or the, you know, any of the way the game plays or, or works. But I believe they did give it a good, uh, a good new glossy coat of paint. Um, but it, it essentially remains the same. All right, kind of cool. Thing. Well, mm, yeah, I wonder if it's cross save across the two platforms. Uh, you know, there are some things that you get from the PS3 version, or you know what, I'm, I might be thinking of the integration it has with Assassin's Creed 3. There, there are some things that you can carry over from the Vita game into Assassin's Creed 3 and vice versa, but I don't think there's any relation between the Vita title and the console title of I the see. same game, so. Cool. Yeah, and and you know the story kind of takes a weird left turn. Um, it's not bad. I don't know that it's one of the essential Assassin's Creed games to have to play, but I think if you put you know put put a few good hours into it, I, I like the setting. I like the you know New Orleans, the the you know the idea of running around, and uh, I, I like her machete thing that she uses. Her her yeah, uh, she she chops some dudes up with that for sure. So I I, I think I think that it's uh yeah like you said it's I don't know. And and it's it's short, yeah, but, so maybe I will just kind of plunk away at it from here. You know, every time I go on a trip, I'll take it and play another hour or so. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fair. I might be making another trip to Florida, which is a good you know six hour flight. All right, with the two that I have to take, and so I could actually finish it during that yeah. time if I wanted to. The uh, the best part of business travel is the uh, unadulterated game time on the airplane. Is yeah. my opinion. Uh, the other game I want to talk about just briefly um, is a game called Killer Instinct. Did you play this game, Jeremy, on the Xbox One? Uh, yeah, I have it on the Xbox One. Yeah, it's free, fact, right? Uh, they've done something. I have to be honest. I have a I have a version that a friend got for me who works over at Iron Galaxy. But um, that's the people that published it or developed uh, it. They developed it, I think, and so I see their um, their logo that comes up. Yeah, they're they're known. Developers. They also did. In fact, it's funny we were talking about handheld Vita. We might as well get the whole trifecta in here: Assassin's Creed, XCOM, and Borderlands Two, which is also on the Vita and also has that handheld jank flavor. They're sort of known for that uh, for that port, which uh, was not well received to begin with. But they, uh, I have to hand it to those guys too because they did a lot of post release support for that game, and uh, it, I think it really came into its own. But yeah, I uh, I have the first two seasons, I think, of that, and I believe they're working on a third season. You can buy uh, it now. Yeah, I've, I've only played it for like a sum total of about 15 minutes. Uh, sorry, friend at Iron Galaxy. But the 15 minutes that I played of it, I really enjoyed. So let's hear what you have to say about okay, it. Okay, so my first question is this. How come Killer Instinct is so good all of a sudden again? Uh, you know, I think it's because whatever they did to, to have those build-your-own combo systems... That was the thing for me that really struck me in the first few minutes of playing it was I, I had no idea what I was doing, but I looked like I was You can mash tier. buttons like a... They, they built it like a... So there's like a noob mode um, where you can make it so that you can chain combos together with basically not actually doing the moves or the finishers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can like set that setting. I, I don't think you can do it online play or at least you can filter people who don't have that when you're searching for online play, but... Um, basically it allows you to start combos and then continue them by just mashing buttons and finish them by just mashing buttons. Yeah. Um, therefore my eight year old could play it and had a great time and was just, he's like, dad, I think I'm better than you at this game. Yeah. Like, that's what he said to me. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I felt. Like I wish I had, I could turn around and tell my dad that I was better than him at killer instinct. Uh, because just like <laughs> for the, just sitting down for two minutes, I really looked like I knew what I was doing. It's awesome, man. That game. So I, I haven't bought it yet. It, it came out on windows 10 recently i believe um like yesterday even yeah like it was this week i think yeah so i installed it yesterday 
uh, last night, and I played it today, uh, so I haven't played a whole lot, but I haven't bought it yet, so basically there's only one character I have, and that is Saberwolf, um, the perennial favorite werewolf dude. Dude, yeah. Um, so just to give a little bit of background history, I played the hell out of Killer Instinct 1. Um, I I played it in the arcades all the time, and when it came to Super the Super Nintendo, I got it, and I had an awesome controller that had six buttons on it, and I played I played it a ton. I had, I mastered every single character in the first Killer Instinct. I beat Killer Instinct two in the arcades multiple times, and I was all about it. Wow! And so this game was exciting when it was announced, but then it was announced it was only going to be on the Xbox One, and it was kind of a bummer because I wasn't planning to purchase an Xbox One, and I wasn't going to purchase one just for Killer Instinct, but now that it's on PC, man, totally awesome. I'm all about this. So I think I'm going to drop some money and actually buy some characters on it because it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's it was it brought back a lot of cool memories with combo breakers. All the combos are the same, like the all the different namings of the type. You know, the ultra, the super, the brutal. You know, king combo when you hit, once you hit 20 hits or whatever, and the combos um, even when you are doing it on the harder difficulty mode are very very easy to link together. And uh, yeah, it feels great, man. It feels like Killer Instinct. It runs fantastic on my computer. I'm running it at 4K. So despite, I remember there was problems when Tomb Raider came out on Windows 10 that people couldn't run it at high resolutions. Um, Killer Instinct runs at 4K on my machine and runs at a great frame rate. Um, and it looks fantastic. The animation's great. The sound is really cool. They've done a lot of cool things with the sound where as you move the cursor around like the menu, every time you move it, it'll play a different tone um, in the song of like the main Killer Instinct song. So it's like a do, 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 So we've devolved. So awesome, man. It's, it's, it just brings back a lot of cool memories and I'm having a lot of fun playing it. So I'm going to spend some money on it and get the rest, get a bunch of characters. So I seem to recall, and I was just looking at something over at Game Informer here where they reported that this is one of the, uh, cross by Xbox one and PC platform games. Are you... Yeah. And it's cross play too. Yeah, exactly. So I was just going to say, so I've got the Xbox one version. We should test this out and see we how should. it works. Yeah. I'm down um, with that, man. Cause that, you know, because I because I'm better than you at this. Uh, I'm pretty sure based on my saber. Probably, I got minutes. I got my Street Fighter Four fight stick plugged in. Ooh, and uh, it worked flawlessly. I guess they have Xbox 360 fight stick support, but not Xbox One fight stick support. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird for some reason, which is really yeah. funny since the game is on Xbox One. So I don't know. Whatever, it works though. So it, it immediately mapped all the buttons exactly the way that I wanted it, which was cool. And yeah, man, it's great. Yeah, we'll definitely try that, and we'll talk about it next week. I don't know what else to say about it, but you should all play it. And you should play it too, Jared, because I know you love fighting games. Do it, Jared. Okay. <laughs> it's like a 21 gig download, though, man. I was surprised, but oh well. It's awesome. Wow. That's it. That's what I've been playing. That and uh, just coming back to my old standbys, which I'm not going to mention. Right. Good man. All right, that's cool. So, Jared, uh, if you haven't been playing fighting games, what have you been playing? Well, I am going to mention an old standby. Um, I started playing Rainbow Six yes! Siege again. That's the one I was going to um, mention. Really... Now we can talk about it. All right, Jared, <laughs> so how's it going? Yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> I haven't really played it since um, the, I guess, free first expansion came out, the Black Ice or uh-huh. whatever it was. So I've just been kind of playing with that. Um, those characters are cool. In fact, the... Do you have the characters? Did you buy the season pass? I did. Good man. I haven't bought it yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel um, kind of bad about it, but I really don't feel like I need it. Yeah, you probably don't. But I don't uh, need those so characters. That have they actually just patched um, one of the new character, the Buck, the new assault character, uh, today. In fact, to 
increase the damage to um, like walls from his shotgun thing. So you can actually use the shotgun and immediately uh, traverse through the wall. You don't have to yeah. do it multiple times. So that's pretty it's like, cool. It's like a sawed-off shotgun. Buck is a character that has an assault rifle that can also has a shotgun underneath it or something. Yep, exactly. So. I'm not a gun guy, so I have no idea what weapon it is, but it does I that. It's a pew-pew <laughs> gun, whatever. What does it do, Texas? Um, Tell us. It sh- pew-pews. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cool. so I've been playing that. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but uh, that game no, is just... let's talk some more about it. It's good. That game is so fun. It's so good. Um, and I get real upset when I die. <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. Um, it, it, it definitely has a certain play style, which I just need to get used to again, slow down a little bit and, uh, learn the, uh, peak spots and things like that. So, yep. um, the other game I've been playing, which we haven't talked about before is uh, Battlefleet Gothic Armada, which is currently in beta. I, th- I believe it releases in April, mid April. But that sounds like that sounds like a Jared ass Jared game if I ever heard yes, one. Yes, it's amazing. So it is a RTS uh, space battleship kind of game um, set in, of course, the Warhammer 40k Battlefleet uh, Gothic. Oh wait a minute, it's a Warhammer 40k set. game. Yeah. Oh, uh, so so you command you know large uh, capital ships and their escorts and blow stuff up i guess so there's a campaign there's a skirmish mode i gotta ask something here what is with these secret warhammer games that are just like all kinds of different things that come out like every other week yeah and they're and they're all like oh secretly this is a warhammer game Where, where did this come from it was like for years warhammer had like one game every two years coming out and then they decided uh People like these, so let's like release game a bunch. Workshop decided, like, what if we have a game a week? <laughs> and they just have <laughs> games coming out of everywhere. Um, but this one's actually really interesting. So it is a space RTS where you, you command spaceships, uh, similar, more similar, to, you know, more similar to, say, Sins of a Solar Empire than Homeworld, where you're basically 3D but on a 2D plane. Um, commanding them around a mostly flat battlefield and you know there's there's different things but the the ships have have a lot of weight to them i guess so like the imperial the imperial navy or whatever they call it the imperium of man uh their ships turn very slowly they move pretty slowly but they have very powerful broadsides so you kind of got to work on positioning uh there's a lot of tactics to it um, from what i can tell the ships are actually persistent so even in a skirmish game which is just like a random series of, of battles, your ships and, and their crews are basically persistent. So you're rewarded for retreating them and not just letting them blow up and die, which is pretty cool. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. I've been I've maybe put an hour or two into it so far, uh, just kind of playing around. I, I'm, I don't want to get too far because I think the, the beta actually will kind of cap you off as you move through the campaign. So I've just been kind of doing the skirmish mode, just kind of playing right i'm trying to get a little bit familiar with it comes out april 21st according to steam there you go steam is never wrong Mm -mm. (laughs) so i'm enjoying that i think it's supposed to have a pretty big uh multiplayer focus too so i'll I'll probably when it releases uh jump on that and kind of check it out i wonder if it's easier to control than homeworld it is a ton easier to control than homeworld cool because there's no 3d plane Aha! So you just you just click where you sounds want. like my kind of game. Where's my homeworld <laughs> mod that changes it to do that? <laughs> uh, it's called uh, Sins of Solar Empire. Um, so the other game I've been playing 
A, the last thing I'm going to talk about is a cross-platform game Ooh. between PC and mobile. Uh, everyone went, uh. So, of course, you've been playing the mobile version. <laughs> Both, actually. Um, okay. I got really excited about that. So, is it Devil uh, Daggers? No, it's Total War Battles Kingdom, which oh. is, is so unlike a Total War game that I guess they just... Other than the name, you would have no idea. But really? Because honestly, I seriously, I kid you not. When you guys were trying to get me to play uh, Clash of whatchamacallit? Clash of Clans. No. no. Clash of Kings. Clash Royale. Clash, Clash Royale. Royale. When you guys were trying to get me to play Clash Royale, uh, I actually was like, oh, I can't do this. And so I went looking around and found exactly this game on mobile platforms. I was like, Jared would be so proud of me. And I watched the videos and it shows like the guys like fighting. And I'm like, of course, that's not going to be what it's like. So I almost downloaded this. So you got to tell me if I okay, really so totally it, missed it, out. It's pretty. I actually kind of like it. So it, it is definitely one of those free-to-play strategy games. Basically, you command a, you know, like a kingdom. So you're kind of building up buildings. They take time. The buildings actually don't take time to build. What takes time to do is harvest resources. So your various buildings will collect, say, coins or food. And you basically have to collect those as that happens. Further, you have to, like, if you have a farm, you have to initiate the harvesting of, say, wheat or whatever your farm is farming at the time. And what's real interesting about the game is it actually has a, um, a seasonal cycle. So, like, every, I think it's like every day and a half or every two days, like real world time, every 48 hours, let's just go with that. Uh, it'll change seasons. So, it, you know, there's a winter season where you can't grow any food, um, but you can still do, you can still like harvest trees and, and stone at, at a slightly slower rate, but then you gain more money from your taverns, which I guess are full of people staying in from the cold. So you gain more money, etc. So it's real interesting kind of when you're playing it that the different seasons sort of kind of change on you and you have to adjust how you're playing a little bit uh, to that. So it's okay. And then the the battles themselves, when you actually go into combat, is pretty hands-off. It's you, you get your army lined up. You can switch your army's, like your unit's positioning. So it's on a three-by-three three grid that once you kind of level up, you'll unlock the full grid. And they'll march at each other, and you can do, like if you tap at the right times on the units, they'll, they'll perform a charge. Um, and get a charge bonus if you do it at the right timing. There's special skills you can use. Uh, each unit can have special skills. And then, of course, as you get XP experience, XP, what the heck's wrong with me? Um, you can actually upgrade those units outside of battle. So you can increase their, um, how many units are, how many like guys are in a unit, how many, how much damage they do, etc. Um, so it, it's fun. It, it, it's not... The great it is pretty mindless in in the way that it plays, but I've somehow found myself coming back to it and checking it every few days. Um, but it's nice that when I'm sitting at a computer, I can check it, and then when I'm on my phone, I can check it. Uh, which is just it was just kind of nice that I, I like I feel that kind of persistence uh, between the two 
So it's it's literally just like a unified account. So you can drop, put one down, pick the other one up, and it just picks uh, up. I can load it up. It's on Steam. You can load it up on Steam, and it's the same exact world. Whatever I did last is still there. Huh. You know, if if anything's timing out, it's still there. If I pull it up on my phone, it's the same exact status, which is which is really great. That's I cool. Really That's appreciate awesome. It. I like that. So do you play against other people, or is it just... You can. I, there is a dual system that I just unlocked. Uh, you don't unlock it to level 15, I think. And I tried one and absolutely got trounced. So I, <laughs> I was going to, like, kind of trying to get my bearings a little better on the combat and what I'm doing, upgrade my units a little more before I jump back into that. So hmm. Well, maybe I'll have to try the mobile version of that and see if it's worth... I just downloaded it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, between that and Clash Royale, you guys, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but... Uh, Game Byte shows now. Clash Royale is pretty game awesome. Uh, here's a hot rumor. Uh, Dale Count Elmdor Jones, co-host, apparently spent 99 cents of real-world money on Clash Royale, uh, he, according he, to he, rumors. He, yes. bought, he bought gems so he could get the lightning card. I can't believe this. Rest in peace. He's dead, dead dead I've, I've been donating uh unit uh cards to him but he hasn't donated how come we're not on the same him. freaking clan you guys like why am i not involved in this join the game bite show it's how out do there. i do that search it search it join up with know. all these other junkies and yeah jeez. wow you get 100 free gems when you join our clan I okay do? all right you guys all right we'll i'm gonna talk about the hey hey all right it's time to talk about a real video game for just a minute here so i I've been playing one video game, and actually I've put quite a few hours in it. I've been playing it for a long time and just haven't really talked about it or let on, but I've been playing uh, last-gen critical and uh, commercial darling Ni no Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, which is a legitimate big boy RPG, but it just happens to look like a lot of little kids. Uh, so the most, uh, you guys have probably heard of Nino Kuni Legrand. I know you've had your eye on this one for a while. I haven't um, heard of it. Yeah. The most notable thing about Nino Kuni is the art of Nino Kuni, which, uh, this game was made by level five. Uh, level five is known for, um, uh, Professor Layton, uh, Dark Cloud, I think back on PlayStation 2, Rogue Galaxy, uh, Jean d'Arc. They actually have a really kind of lengthy list of, uh, you know, games that are really well known that they've done. And uh, so this is an animated Studio Ghibli style RPG. And it is the RPGist of the RPGs. I mean, it has all the trappings. It's very big and broad and sweeping music and, uh, you know, the animation and everything. Fully, pr- Pretty much fully voice acted. I mean, there are some, some areas that are, I guess, text only, so I guess it's not full. But there's a lot of spoken dialogue in this game. And it follows the story of uh, young boy Oliver, who's uh, basically orphaned in the first opening segment. Spoilers. Uh, and he spends the rest of the time in a uh, magical kingdom uh, which mirrors the real world, and he is uh, trying to... I mean, he's basically trying to save the soul of his mother or sort of recover the, the soul of his mother using analogous characters, analogous people who are alive in this RPG world. Um, he does this with the aid of the King of the Fairies, uh, Drippy, or Mr. Drippy. I'm not sure if he goes by Mr. or, or just Drippy. Uh, but you've probably seen him. He's the character with the big nose. He kind of looks like a nose. Muppet. Yeah, and he's got that lantern thing that hangs on like his nose piercing, and it's always kind of hanging and dangling there. And uh, he's a fun character, very Scottish-sounding, and uh, you know he's got some good lines, good dialogue. Um, and generally speaking, uh, everything good that you've heard about this game... I can pretty much corroborate um, the, 
you know, the holy grail of animated video games is always, hey, it looks like a movie. And, you know, now in the era of the PlayStation 4 and maybe to some lesser extent the Xbox One, now we have, or PC, sorry, 4K PC, you guys. All right, I know who I'm talking to here. Um, yeah. But in, in, that, in that sense, uh, you know, it does, uh, how, you know, you can, you can see some step ladders on the graphics a little bit, but generally speaking, it is a beautiful cel-shaded game, and um, I, I've even heard people say that they would really like to see this remastered, but I think it holds up better than that. I think you could go back right now and play the PlayStation 3. Does it run at 1080p? Uh, did it, how much ran at 1080p on the PS3? Probably not much, I assume. Um, I, I do not know the actual specifications on this, but honestly, it does not matter. In the same way that uh, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker still looks great, despite all the hate that it got at the time, uh, and the HD version of that that they released on the Wii U apparently is just stellar, uh, this really, really looks good. I mean, just the the animation and the, and the drawing of it uh, just sound... I mean, they just look really great. Um, so the, the way it actually plays, so it does have sort of an overworld and then a uh, battle sort of system. There's also town or, uh, you know, king, kingdom sorts of things. You go into a town and you go around in their shops and stuff. I mean, it is, it is literally, it has all of the usual things from, from console RPGs, uh, and Japanese RPGs in particular. Um, the, the battle system is kind of interesting. It's a little like a Pokemon style kind of game, but it is real time. Uh, so you sort of switch back and forth, you, you, you and your characters, so you get these little animals like familiars. Drippy doesn't do any of the fighting, he sort of, actually it's kind of funny because he, he sort of jumps around the edge of the battlefield and kind of like cheers and throws health sometimes at you and stuff like that, but the characters that you actually fight with are little creatures that exist in, in the world. And they're all, like, weird-looking things. I mean, they definitely look like Pokemon. There's, like, curly-looking snake things and little monkeys with frizzy faces and things like that. So they, they kind of look like that, but you share HP, and you basically trade off between Oliver, who's a wizard, by the way, in this, uh, and, and, and the different abilities of the different animals that you collect. And you can run around with, like, three of them ready to fight at any time, and you can carry... I think you can carry up to six of them, just like in Pokemon. So you sort of decide how to swap those out and train those. Eventually, you get more characters. An another character who travels with you who actually has the ability to charm and to capture enemies that you come across in the, in the world. So it, it definitely has that. And then you ultimately have two teams of people, because... Actually, it's kind of funny because it gets pretty crowded on the battlefield as, as things go on because you have Oliver and his little squad of people. You get a secondary character, Esther, who she is sort of a, a musician kind of character. She plays a harp and can charm creatures, and she has her own set of characters that you can also manage. And then you can switch back and forth between those squads, and within either squad, you can switch between the individual characters and the human character at any given time, if, if you're following me through this. Um, <clears throat> so... Um, then there's a, a lot of uh, quests, like little fetch quests and things like that. Uh, one of the ideas of Nino Kuni is that the characters that you come across have various emotional deficiencies. Uh, there's a um, uh, you know an evil character who is sort of stealing the happiness from from people, and you come across them and find out that they have uh, broken. Does it have does it like have that. ponies in it? Uh, no, no ponies, no ponies, uh, but eventually you do, uh, I, I know that uh, eventually you get different ways of traversing around the world, and you get, like, flying ships and things like that, so, I mean, it really hits I hear this game is, like, super long. That's what yeah, I so I have put in, like, a couple of dozen hours in this. A couple of I, dozen hours? Yeah, I, I, and I've been playing this Yeah, you've played last... Killer Instinct for 15 minutes. 
Yeah, well, you have to choose... Well, see, originally I was going to play this with my kids, because I am a little bit distressed that my children are older than I was by the time I had played and finished Final Fantasy I, the original, and I kind of wanted them... Children don't seem to, at least mine, don't seem to have enough interest to carry on a prolonged campaign of something like a, an I. RPG. And I, that bothers me a little bit. So I was using this to try and play with them to encourage them, like, oh, look at this. Whatever, look at this. old man. You, you can play a game for 80 hours and it's awesome, kids. Uh, but no, they'd, they'd rather play, you know, whatever's on mobile, like, uh, you know, Clash Royale. They, or, they'd rather play Five Nights at Freddy's. You know, yeah, yeah, or exactly. Minecraft or Roblox. Have yeah, you guys yeah. seen that garbage? Listen, we'll We've talk, talked I, about this. I, I tell you what, we talked about it offline, on but I tell you what, this weekend for our second show, let's actually talk about Roblox because I found mobile versions of that now and it's everywhere. I'm not going to talk about that now, but... It's on the uh, freaking Xbox. It's weird. It's super weird. I don't and know it's where not it good. From. No, it's not. So uh, anyway, <laughs> Nino Kuni, I actually been playing this since last year with my kids and kind of trying to get them to be like, hey, come on, let like let you, you can take control. I'll just like sit here and kind of watch and sort of guide you. I think they've sort of fallen off the wagon though, and I'm playing Nino Kuni by myself. But I don't. They're playing mind Roblox. It. I know. I don't <laughs> mind it at all though, because I have really, really enjoyed uh, playing Nino Kuni, and I feel like I have not really scratched much of, of the surface of it. I wanted to get a lot farther in it before I brought it up, and then I could talk more definitively about it. But um, the music is awesome. Joe Hisaishi, who does the music for Studio Ghibli movies, did the music in this, and it's very sweeping. And I mean, if you're familiar with Studio Ghibli, it really, really, really fires on those Studio Ghibli cylinders. Um, um, and uh, I believe there's a sequel that they've announced that's coming out. Uh, really? I want to say, yeah, yeah. There's a. It's Man. it's called uh, Nino Cooney Two. Nino Cooney. Yeah, Nino Cooney. Nino Cooney. Uh, Revenant Kingdom, which oh, was announced. That's uh, totally just not last good. year. Boring. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have that same thing. Is it Total War Revenant Kingdom? Because then Jared would be all over it. I'm yeah. In. Yeah. No kidding. Battlefleet Armada Gothic Revenant Kingdom. Nino Cooney. <laughs> And aside from the main line, I mean, here's the thing. The game is definitely filled out with a lot of the trappings of, you know, you can level up your creatures and you find some of the items that you find are treats that you can level them up and sort of evolve them in certain ways. And there's a ton of side quests. When you go into a town, there's a, uh, you know, a, a, a bulletin board that tells who needs help. And of course, you can go out and find them and do that stuff. So uh, as far as a long form RPG, this is actually the first long form RPG that I have undertaken in like five years since final uh, fantasy dude yeah you know i don't really yeah okay that's a good point that's a good point there are some final fantasy games that are more rpg-ish than others We're talking jrpg jared yeah yeah um Not but yeah i mean that that's a good point point well taken but final fantasy 13 and nino kuni i think are sort of on different ends of that spectrum um, but it has been really good. I've really enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to playing it basically weekends. So I'll pretty much be playing this until like 2019 or 2020. Uh, <laughs> I, I should get my PS3 back more. so I can play this because I have a sealed copy of this game. That yeah, I, yeah. I bought it because I'm like, this is going to be one of those games that's going to be hard to find. So I like bought it when it like was seemed like it was going to be going out. And I don't know, but now everything's all digital anyways. Yeah, and they've had it on sale for like yeah. 10 bucks or less. And, you know, one of the things, though, about the original game is that it came with this wizard's this this wizard's book. This yeah, book that white book or whatever, the white yeah. handbook or and something. And that thing will go for about $300. The thing about it is that I don't think it's much more expensive now than it ever was. So I don't think it's gaining in value, but it's still quite a chunk of money to get. It wasn't 300 bucks when it came out. It was like 50 or No, less. no. Well, I mean, aside, well, I'm saying what you would get it for on eBay from people selling it secondhand. Because it actually sold out. I remember people trying to get it, and they could not get it. So 
it, it was scarce pretty quickly. Um, right. But but one of the things actually that's kind of neat in Nino Kuni, just a minor little thing, but I really like it, is in your menu. So you get the book right away uh, from Drippy, and that's what sort of gives you your your wizard power, or it's what you use to get your spells and stuff. And all of the spells that you can cast, and there are many, they're listed in this book. There is a lore section in the book. There's a complete bestiary in the book, and it has sort of a like a PDF version of the thing where you can go through every single page, and there's like 50 or 60 pages or something. There's a lot of pages in this book, and you can zoom in and literally read, you know, it, it rescales, so it, you know, it looks nice and smooth, and the text is easy to read, and that whole book exists inside the game, um, and, and it, I mean, it's really pretty cool. I mean, it, they, they definitely put a lot of attention to detail into it, and so, like I said, if you are looking for a the, you know, an RPG's RPG. This is definitely a a full-fledged role-playing game, and it's something that people have been talking about ever since it came out in, what, 2010, I think, at this point? Um, and, uh, I, I, like I said, everything that they've said about it pretty much, I think, uh, has, has been correct, so... Uh, so anyway, that has been the game that I've kind of been puttering along with, and I'll continue to play that. And if I have any interesting updates, um, I'll, I'll try and be a little more, uh, consistent about it than... I, I know Dale was at, at one point, uh, playing games like, um... Oh, you don't you know, remember what, the name, and neither do I, and neither does anyone else. Near. Gosh, no. Near, thank you. It was near. It was near. He, <laughs> he went fishing, and then that was the last we heard of him. Yeah. And now he's playing Clash Royale, so. We should all pick a weird RPG and do weekly updates. Just, like, keep it going all the way through. Yeah. Okay, I'd be done with that. Persona 4 Golden. I'm, like, 20 hours in. Just keep going. That's my game. There you go. The RPG's RPG. But if, listeners, you are interested in a podcast's podcast... Well, we can deliver that, because we do this show twice a week, as you well know. Coming to you the middle of the week, as we just did, we talk to you about the games that we've been playing, but join us again at the top of the week, when we will talk to you about the news, the new releases, and a special topic of discussion, roughly having to do with video games, and uh, we would love to have you there. Also, remember that we do video game streams at least once a week, maybe twice, and uh, our own man of the video streaming sort, Jared Red Eye Dunn, right here next to me, is the guy who's in charge of that. Uh, most recently we played, uh, actually we were a little bit early this schedule, so I didn't get to make it in, but, uh, we got to play, um... Dawn of War 2, Dawn, last yeah, stand. Yeah, Dawn of War, the, the new Necro, what's that, Necro... Necron Lord! Necron Lord mode, yeah. And, you know, I have to say, with all, with all these, uh, Warhammer games, the other thing they have in common is that they actually look pretty good in spite of having to do with Warhammer, so... Uh, that was pretty cool. You can check out the archive of that over at youtube.com slash gamebyteshow. Uh, but if you feel so inclined, visit us over at twitch.tv slash gamebyteshow. Hit that subscribe button and uh, be notified as soon as we go live with that stuff. Uh, in addition, you can visit our website, GameByteShow.com, where you can see a complete list of all of our previous podcasts and that video sidebar. If you'd like to talk to us about any of the games that we've discussed this week, you can reach out to us on Twitter, at GameByteShow. We'll get you to the group, and we'll, uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. If you'd like to talk to us individually, I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Red underscore I. And on a little bit of a sabbatical right now is Dale Count Elmdor Jones at Count underscore Elmdor, who is in Japan uh, doing some Japan things, I think. And uh, we look forward to having him back whenever he decides to get back. Uh, but, you know, send him, send him some nasty message. You can send him on Twitter as well. So, so this has been your Game Bite show for today. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks so much. We'll see you. See ya. Bye.